0: Hi, I'm Robin Johnson with Great Mystery. It is my pleasure to introduce you to someone very special to me, Katie Fisher. Katie and I have known each other since the early 90s when I was living in Hawaii. I have always appreciated her bright and creative spirit and her commitment to healing service in the world. And now I'm very excited about her most recent project, which is the Quantum School of Massage and Holistic Health in Honolulu, that she has created together with her husband and partner, Steve McLaughlin. Steve is an acupuncturist and martial arts professor teaching old school Okazaku jiu for 48 years. Some of the quantum school courses are taught in his dojo, which is located in one of the oldest Shinto temples outside of Japan. Katie, I've known you for many years, but I must say I was in awe when I recently read a post that Steve wrote to introduce you to the new students of the quantum school. And wow. So let's first talk a little bit about you and your amazing journey. Okay. What's, what did Steve say? Oh my God. <laughs> How could you not what, love this man? What did
1: my husband say?
0: <laughs> well, I'm
1: have. kind of, yeah, it's good. He talks about it because I'm a little bit uh, not shy, but not as um I don't toot my own horn that well. And so it was good that Steve took the time to tell the students why, yes, she has danced for the Dalai Lama in Dharamsala and why, yes, she did play jazz saxophone, uh, opening up a band for B.B. King. And what else does he say? Yes, uh, she did run the Hawaii Healing Garden Festivals in Hawaii for the Hawaii Tourism Authority and create all kinds of multi-island experiences for people to enjoy health and wellness. And she was on the governor's board of... of, um, cultural practitioners and she does have an acupuncture degree and she did go around the world doing service with the acupuncture that borders and yeah all those things are true that is all yeah. those are all true yeah and teaching the ptsd techniques to doctors yeah. and nurses in mongolia yep. and nepal yep. after yep. the it's, wars yep yep several places i've been where there's been civil wars as croatia uh nepal um um mongolia each in each country i had also, there's been some areas where there are natural disasters, like Hawaii had uh, lava trauma and other places had earthquakes or fires. Recently, there's mm-hmm. been a lot of disruption of populations. And so this group, which I'm part of, goes and offers free acupuncture mm-hmm. in a group setting for PTSD, specifically trained for PTSD with mm-hmm. great results. And there's another branch called the military stress response. And we've done some work. For example, we had an accident with the Marines where two helicopters crashed and all survived, there were no survivors. And so we went and worked with those, um, uh, the teams of people that had lost their young friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we did that, we did that on the base in the helicopter, uh, heliport. And, um, it just kind of helps reset the nervous systems so people aren't just stuck in the fight and flight and it gives mm-hmm. some options. So there's a lot of training involved in that, but it's, uh. Great field work. You just sit people in a circle. You use ear points only with acupuncture, and um, uh, everyone is benefited by it. Everybody. That's fabulous. It must be very rewarding. Yeah, it was worth my time for sure to travel and train and teach. That it was a way of giving back. The history of acupuncture is barefoot doctors, which means the the ordinary people could get access to these traveling, um, you know, with with herbs and acupuncture mm-hmm. and. Um, some other sometimes you know counseling or mantras but but Mm -hmm. it was considered a not a folk medicine but a a medicine for the folks like Mm -hmm. out in the people and Mm -hmm. so the acupuncture that borders feels like that like you go to where it's needed you insert that needle right where it's needed and if you that needle is if, if the ptsd is not addressed at the time of the incident the cost of the the cost could be so much because you have potentially alcoholism or drug abuse or family violence or disrupted economics that can be generational. So the idea is to come in right at the point and collect everybody's spirits back to realigning and then moving forward with um, you know recovery on and, and whatever level they can. But it was a resiliency. And that is needed so much right now because there's so many changes happening rapidly all over the world with, you know, with transient populations and um, the same group works a lot with Syrian refugees in Turkey and in Greece, and um, uh, I worked with orphans in Nepal. Like many, many children were dislocated from their family during the Maoist uh, civil. It was a civil war, so try and try and be of service. I mm-hmm. Definitely, am motivated by that, and I've had some great teachers that follow that and uh, modeled that for me, and. The students, too, we've gone to Humane Society and done some work with the animals, with Sky. And Mm -hmm. we've um, done some, you know, world service work, even quickly as massage therapists or as training. They've gone out and done uh, working with different kinds of populations, even with COVID, even with masks on. We've gone out and Mm -hmm. helped different places. How
0: did your path begin or what do you think influenced you on the path of healing?
1: something from your childhood or real really quick I would say I had a feral childhood it was I spent a lot of time in nature unsupervised (laughs) (laughs) and uh, really enjoyed uh, such so fortunate to be around big trees and rivers and rocks and oceans and um, uh, really enjoyed being in nature and spoke the language of nature I would say some people really you know love like John Muir for example he would love to go out in a snowstorm and you know be with the elements and wasn't afraid of of uh, having to you know worry about huddling in by the fire so that was very free I lived on top of the Rocky Mountains I lived in Oregon and when I hit when I got to Hawaii uh, I had been fortunate enough to be a student in Japan an mm-hmm. exchange student in Japan um and um I was, opening up to different cultures, definitely different, different cultures of healing. And when I came to Hawaii, there were, so many, uh, there were so many different ways of looking at the world through the eyes of the traditional Filipino culture, the different Chinese culture, Japanese culture, uh, the European culture, the Hawaiian culture. And I just somehow got adopted by a lot of these um, elders that wanted to share something. And particularly when we had things like the hurricane on Kauai, where suddenly a lot of things change really quickly and just people came out of the woodwork to um, to share this plant does this, this, this action. And I started studying with Lomi with some of the uh, elders and uh, it just sort of came to me. Uh, so it must've been in my path. Like I have to say, it has mm-hmm. to be somehow activated from, from something else. And, oh, Robin, I think, you know, the, the, Teachers that you brought to Maui that I got to be in touch with so quickly, like Terrence McKenna, and mm-hmm. I think yeah. that's part of the blessing. And at some point, you know, you're you're saturated. and You're like, um, there's like a almost a responsibility to go and share that. Like, okay, we've rained on you enough. Are you going to go and share it? Like, what more do you need before you start to to share mm-hmm. it? And I think that was uh, the motivation to go to acupuncture school. That was the motivation to take the uh, the work out to the world as it needed, and now it's the motivation to start this school and allow other people to come and ha- have a touch point of getting connection with master teachers who are still living. A lot of my teachers aren't in their bodies anymore, so mm-hmm. we also recognize that time isn't as long as you want it to be. And one way to keep a teacher's teachings going is to train the next generation. So mm-hmm. I'm pretty committed to bringing these students in touch with as you know many of the. Um, lineages or the clear the clear teachings as I can in there they're there for a year so you only have a year with them but you know you can they have 20 teachers in the course of a year
0: you know what you are offering at the quantum school is an exceedingly integrated approach to healing it provides a rare opportunity for anyone wanting to learn or expand their knowledge and practice of multicultural healing arts For instance, you offer four different types of energy healing.
1: Can you talk about these? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So two of those have roots in Hawaii. Uh, The uh, Healing Touch comes from a program that was started at Queens Hospital here in Hawaii by a nurse that there should be an acknowledgement of different ways of healing inside the hospital. And Mm -hmm. so she started a program that eventually became healing touch. And the main thing that she did with healing touch that really nobody else did was she got it approved by the hospital. So when people go into Queens hospital, they can request healing touch and it's no charge, but there are staff members that are trained in healing touch and it's can be uh, off the body. So it's very useful for hospice care or end care Mm -hmm. and, um, healing touch, um, can be both uh, level. It's trained in levels. We get level one at the quantum school, but you can go all the way up to level five or six, or you can become an instructor. And it's, it's, uh, it's accepted by the medical field and it's gone all over the world now, but it's still from uh, Queens hospital here in Hawaii. I think people don't know that it came from Queens or that it started being accepted by the medical field. She died, um, she died in 2021 recently. So our instructor for that program, Lori Protzman, I would say is probably the, she's a nurse also. She's also a hospice uh, uh, program director. And she sticks very close to the protocols of healing touch. Like there's levels. And then once you complete a level, kind of like other things, you get a, a in this national or international database, mm-hmm. so that it, so your pro, your uh, program is tracked. So if the students decide to continue with healing touch after they leave Quantum School, mm-hmm. they'll all, they're already at the level one in that mm-hmm. database. They can go mm-hmm. catch other healings um, traditions, but basically it's the bridge too between our HHP program, which is a non hands on program, and the LMT, which gives the degree or the license to touch. So healing touch even though it says touch is actually a, could be a hands-off practice. Mm-hmm. So it's the bridge, one of the bridges between the LMT and the HHP program. And we started it uh, with quantum spoon bending, but the next class was the, was the healing touch. And it gave the students a language for energy. Like what does it mean to do an assessment or an intervention or, um, and it, and Lori is an awesome teacher. It's really, really, um, you know, she's a profound lineage to healing touch. So the Mm -hmm. students aren't just taking a healing touch class, they're taking it from Lori, who's part of that Kruger Queen's Bridge. So they're getting a chance if they choose to continue to mentor with a master, basically. Mm -hmm. That's pretty interesting that it's kind of like Lomi in that it has its roots in Hawaii. It has its roots on Oahu. The Reiki um, connection to Hawaii is equally as fascinating. Um, so there are kind of two branches of Reiki that uh, came originally from Japan, and if you uh, if you read the Arcturian Chron- Chronicle or Anthology, mention in the back of it that Reiki. let me just get that this is worth reading because it's it's let me just hold on a second robin okay tom kenyon wrote this book called the arcturian anthology with his wife judy scion but it was about tom's connection with Arcturian. But at the very end like literally on the last page he writes about um the roots of reiki having an arcturian connection it's so so interesting um he this is um According to Sanat Kumara, the geometric pattern laid in stone at Mount Kurama is an artistic representation of the complex harmonics that were created by his vessel when it landed at Mount Kurama. The various patterns of this labyrinth um, show the energy generated by Sunat Kumara's ship. So what the heck is this Arcturian ship doing in Japan with this mandala? So first they show in Japan this mandala that they built at Mount Kumara, uh-huh. and then and then they show um, the temple that is here in the woods. Uh-huh. It's a famous temple in Japan. It says this small shrine is on the backside of Mount Kurama Yama. Mount Yama is Japanese for mountain, right? Mount Kurama figures heavily in Buddhism and Shintoism. It is deeply a mystical mountain. This specific spot is where Sanat Kumara landed and ascended from. This small shrine is closed to the public. There's a larger shrine nearby where the public may enter and appreciate, but the point of this shrine is in early 1900s, Mikio Us- Uswe meditated for 21 days near the top of this mountain at a site called Usagi Gan- Ganjan near a sacred tree, Akami. And thus the healing art Reiki unfolded from these days of meditation. When we asked Anat Kumara if he was involved in the transition of Reiki to Usumi, he replied that Reiki is an Arcturian healing method which he personally revealed to Mount Usui during his meditation retreat, which just tripped me out. And then there's a picture in this garden of the shape of the Arcturian disc. So I didn't even really know this when I was like, should we put Reiki in the program or not? Because Reiki is kind of everybody's first buzzword for entering into energy healing. So, but it actually has roots to, in this, according to Tom, arcturian messaging and there was a little bit of a branch in reiki and the um the local founder of reiki is from takata is from Japan, is from kawaii mm-hmm. so that branch of reiki is also not sort of indigenous is the word but definitely transplanted and you mm-hmm. know did that's well funny. here i didn't really know all this when Jean showed up to do the arcturian healing method and so that's the third energy healing as we start our program with ginong spoon bending quantum spoon bending which is such an interesting program because he takes six or eight spoons that are exactly the same and you cannot bend them they're like heavy duty restaurant spoons and he teaches six or eight depending on the length of the class energy healing techniques and each spoon is used to test the different energy like resonance or Mm -hmm. earth energy up or um uh, white light infusion or uh Uh, morphogenic field are each different for example techniques of energy healing and then each spoon is bent one time using that energy and then it's put down and so like rather than killing lab rats for doing your you know Hmm. science we use these these six or eight inert metal objects that show later gene uses forks because the spoons are too easy but you know this idea of spoons being Hmm. bent really um it really—I uh, mean, everybody eventually spoons, bends the spoon. They're just each person's an all like I did that, and so mm-hmm. um, some of them get very curly and very you know like liquid kind of feeling to it. And the empowerment of the students beginning their practice with that quantum spoon bending class, which was called quantum spoon bending class way before I had quantum mm-hmm. school, gives such a boost of confidence in what the students think. What what i might be capable of right so that's pretty amazing what they're so that is that's three of the four legs of quantum that's in the school of of the energy healing so we have the quantum spoon bending the healing touch then they get reiki and then they have a, a quantum energy class that lucky teaches that is um it just kind of opens their eyes to different kinds of looking. She looks at Korean photography. She looks at aura photo, photographing or auras. She looks at pendulums. She looks at different kinds of measurement tools and the the room itself has both the round circles and the waves. So we sort of let the decor kind of look at how it's part, part of that wave particle. Like, is it in the acoustic, is it in the visual, is it in the light mode and where is the, Um, where's the moment when it's maybe interdimensional or in a different dimension that the healing happens. So that's a very simple way without being too woo -woo about quantum. The students do not study quantum mechanics or quantum mathematics or quantum Mm -hmm. physics as a, like a college class, but we Mm -hmm. use the languaging of quantum to let them really be aware that there may be a nonlinear process of healing that's available to their um, training and then the next batch of healing that they take is like the one you taught, the sky yourself, emotional mm-hmm. healing. And then they start to unpack the monomaya Kosha. So first there's the etheric body that's awareness. Mm-hmm. And then the monomyakosha or the, the um, I would say, I would think the quantum class has also some mental components. People have to kind of expand the mind to get into the model mm-hmm. that quantum healing is possible. And then the monomyakosha or they unpack, the sky yourself, the emotional healing and at the same time, they had put reflexology. So they also had a map, a micro model of the body, of the whole endocrine system, the brain. So they kind of got into some brain physiology right after sky. And that's like the circuitry of the body through the feet. And, and now they're in nutritional healing, which gives them 60 hours of really um, learning how to nourish all the datus or all the tissues or how to generate Uh, good energy from nutrition and then right after that they have 48 hours of deep tissue so it's kind of interesting how the bodies are building like the subtle bodies are building like the energy the the mental the emotional the etheric and um, the nutritional the tissue the cellular and then embedding it back into the cells so it's kind of like this breath in breath out Um, along the way they've had meditation prachahara and pranayama and they've had um acupressure on the mat like a jiu-jitsu style of acupressure and that's where they are and prenatal right now they're in prenatal so now they also have this idea of you know conception and and uh birthing the new being so like this form of this transformation that's happening i'm just sharing with you is like like that's they're about halfway through the program this and this of course they've had anatomy and physiology 200 hours of that now they're in their clinic 200 hours of clinic and then they'll have 200 hours of other modalities like tai shiatsu uh um,
0: cranial sacral
1: so yeah that's pretty um they have a crystal bowl class coming up this week because i wanted to teach some things about using sound to clear we're doing a lot of clearing of energy right now and then they also have um uh lomi lomi coming up and medical massage and then professionalism, and then they graduate. And they also had um, Lujang, a Tibetan form of um, elemental healing at the beginning too with Sandy. So that's kind of combination of like moving practices and master teachers and overlaying how the different um, Mm -hmm. successive classes land. So it's definitely more than just body mechanics for sure. Yeah. Absolutely, it's like working with
0: the uh, the first three koshas, the anamaya kosha, the physical body, the mm-hmm. pranamaya kosha,
1: mm-hmm. the
0: energetic body, and then the monomaya kosha.
1: Mm-hmm. And I think at some point the ananda, you know, the center being that's always perfect, where they're not yeah. really doing the healing; they're just holding the space. Mm-hmm. Right now, they're really working with the sky seat. Right now, this is a big this this non dual holding the witness stance has just been a profound shift for them to be not so much of doing, but like a holding presence or the I am presence mm-hmm. in the sky or seat. What does a seat look like? What does paradise look like? Who's in the paradise who helps? And there's, there's less efforting right now than there. Than, I mean, I think they're always enthusiastic because they're attracted to the field of being helpful. Mm-hmm. But right now there's a, there's a shift as they're not as invasive in the person's healing process that they're working with. It's mm-hmm. you would be blown away Robin by what's happened in the last I would say two weeks since the sky training really landed and they've been practicing and they're not graduating yet because as you know you haven't um, done their you know one month checkups but it's um, it's it's been a really uh, well-received tool like this like they came into sky just right for it like mm-hmm. they were all working through the emotions and things were happening and transformation was happening and they didn't know what to do with it all. And then suddenly sky came and I was like, oh, you sit with it and you create your paradise and then you well, you know, hold it. And this quality of transmission, I don't think is in many massage schools. We have Reiki is a transmission practice, Arcturian healing light is a transmission practice. The sky is a transmission practice and each one is connected to a lineage that they may or may not choose to stay with. I think even, mm-hmm. I think even the healing touch works with a, with a transmission, although it's not, they don't actually say that. Mm-hmm. We're doing a field trip next week or next month. We're going to the big Island where they're going to look at elementals, the volcano, and mm-hmm. we're going to have two of our classes on the land, the aromatherapy class and the essential oil class, which are like lao or healing herb classes. Mm-hmm. You know how you use, herbs or or essences in, in the massage are going to be done outside in nature in big island with those mm-hmm. two teachers that live over there. So that's kind of cool too that when it comes to plants, why not go out where the plants are growing, right? Go out with yeah. the plants. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it'll be fun. They'll get a week of swimming in the ocean and swimming with manta rays. And so that's coming up too in March. It's around the corner.
0: That's very rich. Yeah. It's fabulous that you're giving yeah. that,
1: that uh, exposure <laughs>
0: and opportunity. Yeah. yeah,
1: that's wonderful. And about that time, we'll have our crystal healing class. So they'll have a 20 hour course in working with minerals, like placing on the body or working with minerals. And one of the students is a, I think one of the students' degree is in geology. So you know there's an attraction in the field for that. So, yeah, they're all different, all kinds of different backgrounds. Yeah. One was a teacher, before a science teacher. Um, a couple of them just love Hawaii. They're so happy to be surfing every day they're not in class, they're out surfing. and mm-hmm. uh, all of them found jobs really easily because there's lots of jobs in Hawaii right now, so they were able to move to Hawaii and pick up, you know, student-type jobs pretty easily.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, we have a new student, uh, she's from the Navy. She's uh, retiring from the Navy. Mm -hmm. And another new student is coming in from Seattle, uh, but he had lived in New York and had worked like on Madison Fifth Avenue doing some, you know, like right in the heart of all that New York world. So Mm -hmm. happy to, he, he said he found the school of all the schools in the States. He said, this is the one that he knew he was meant to come to. So people are finding it. It's they're finding it through some kind of resonance field. Like you said, the resonance activation is happening.
0: And also that they're coming from already having a profession and choosing, mm-hmm. you know, some of them and
1: choosing to change.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: The pan, I think the pandemic has really mm-hmm. reshifted people's priorities and maybe, maybe changed their livelihoods and maybe they feel like their time is precious and they really want to study what they are interested in or maybe what they see could be the next level of Deeper service. What what could be the healing of after the the world of lockdowns Mm -hmm. and COVID mandates and so on?
0: Yeah, something that's more meaningful than just a job.
1: Mm Hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it could be, and it could be a lifelong career. Like you know, you've had your massage license for twenty years, right, Robin? Yeah, (laughs)
0: longer.
1: I I can see one of the students getting a job on a cruise ship and just traveling all over the world doing massage like just having Mm -hmm. she's got such a free spirit so I think they'll each find a way of of creating a you know different kind of a practice with that Mm -hmm. license yeah so they're yeah they're all in the holistic massage therapy program that's that dual diploma program
0: yeah that's fabulous thank you Katie so much For more information on the Quantum School of Massage and Holistic Health, visit their website, qsmhh.school. Some of their individual programs are offered a la carte if space is available. Find out more at qsmhh.school. And to get in touch with me, Um, Go to greatmystery.org or robinjohnson.life and send me a message. Thank you so much for listening.